0: All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Mike Harge, Jonas Clark, producer, Mr. Sands, Spend the One and Twos, 1-800-707-9760. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com, and this next segment is going to be sponsored by Cover 3. Cover 3 has locations here in San Antonio and Austin and the surrounding areas. So it's Wednesday, so we know about the wine hard, so what else is going on with Cover 3? Why don't
1: you get your crew together and run over to Cover 3 for a happy hour right after you're done listening to Calvin and myself and my man Jonas Clark. And you can get the Cover 3 Cosmo. You can get the Cucumber Martini. You can also get the the Mm. Top Shelf Margaritas. Or how about the Dougie? You know, the Dougie is the margarita with the little beer inside of it and get you feeling righteous for the end of the night because it is hump day. Hump Hump Day! Cover-3.com.
0: All right, man. Cover Cover-3. 3com Official sponsor of the sports crime. All right. So, before we move on to get into other things, touch on a little football news, touch on basketball, your Spurs are back in action tonight at home against Memphis after coming off that big blowout against the Rockets. Before we get into all that, let's get into It's time for another edition of Harsh Knocks of Life. What do you got going on this week? I've been talking about it so you know, not let us know it's centered around Hall of Fame, but what you got for yep. us for this week's edition, Harge?
1: Well, it's basically looking at the list of people that are on it for the Hall of Fame that are still having an opportunity that aren't on the final ballot. But I want to look at some of the names of the players because there's a rule in part of this that says the players receiving less than 5% of the bo- votes will now be dropped off of future ballots. And think about that. You look at some of these names that are on the list. Joe Nathan, he was a reliever, big time, with the Giants. You look at Tim Hudson, rock star, who's now a pitching coach for the Auburn Tigers. Tim Lincecum. These guys, Ryan Howard, Mark Teixeira, Justin uh Jonathan Pappelbaum, Prince Fielder, A.J. Pruszynski, Carl Crawford, and Jake Peavy. Jake Peavy was one of the toughest pitchers in the major leagues at one point. He was a stud. He was feared. He was nasty. That dude didn't get any votes for the Hall of Fame. So basically, his career, I mean, his chances of getting into the Hall of Fame are done. Carl, Carl Crawford not getting into the Hall of Fame. Hmm. Um, Ryan Howard only got eight votes. That's 2% of the votes. So Ryan Howard wow. now is going to be left off of this ballot. But then you go up to part of this deal, and I told you this yesterday. Scott Rowland was one of the best third basemen to ever play this game. He was smooth at third base. He was a clutch hitter. He'd done some good things, won some World Series. He's at 63% of the votes. Curt Schilling, final year of his voting, he got knocked off 58%. Todd Helton, great baseball player, mm-hmm. lived in, played in Colorado for a long time, was a quarterback with Peyton Manning at Tennessee. Yep. Andrew Jones, Billy Wagner got 51% of the votes. It's a lot. He's up higher than what he was last year. But when you start, Gary Sheffield, that was somebody that I kept thinking about. And I was talking about who is going to be one of those guys that is going to be on this ballot and going to run out of time. I yeah. think Gary Sheffield is one of those guys that is going to run out of time. But if you knew anything about Gary Sheffield, Gary Sheffield was in the big leagues when he was 18 years old balling for the the, uh, Milwaukee Brewers. A lot of people don't remember that. They Hmm. remember him with the Yankees. They remember him with the Marlins when he won the World Series. And he did some other – Padres, he did some things. But you look at it, Gary Sheffield was one of the most feared hitters in baseball, and he may be someone that doesn't get in. Jeff Kent, you talked about him earlier when we talk about the situation with Barry Bonds, hard-nosed baseball player, tough guy. But you know what he did? He was the exact same as Barry Bonds. He didn't like talking to the media at all. And he's being penalized. But if you go and look at numbers, and Manny Ramirez, Manny Ramirez, you're going to tell me Manny wasn't better than David Ortiz? When Hmm. I told you about how good of a hitter that he was, I told you Manny was one of the best hitters that I've ever seen in my life. People ask me that, who's the best hitter you see and play against? Manny Ramirez is one of the best hitters. He only got 28% of the votes. Mm. So when I say that this is a problem when Roger Clemens, and again, Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds, their peers said that those guys deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. You know why? Because they would face those guys. They are the ones that dealt with those guys. They saw it every day. So to me, What we need to do is stop looking at this Baseball Hall of Fame as the Holy Grail, and we need to start adjusting some of the things that have happened because Babe Ruth, I don't think he would have been able to play in this era. And some of these other guys wouldn't have been able to play in that era. Well, we know a lot of us wouldn't have been able to play in that era. They weren't letting us play in that era. So when you look at how baseball has been set up and you look at how they are voting these things, whether they're voting people in, because I consider it very hypocritical, and I said this a second ago, that David Ortiz is in the Hall of Fame. I'm happy for him. Mm -hmm. But I find it very hypocritical that you're going to say that he deserves to be in there popped dirty. And maybe not from what my man Jonas said. But Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and all these lists of others, now they don't even have an opportunity. I gotta go to the other committee. And I know Jonas said we were gonna talk about that other committee, today's committee, and how mm. it's gonna be broken up. But at that but but it's a travesty because Pete Rose, Roger Clemens, and Barry Bonds are not in the Hall of Fame, and that is absolutely ridiculous. Mm.
0: All right, good fire addition on that. Yeah, we've got, I think, uh, Jonas said, wrote a piece up on sportsgrindonline.com that you can go check out the other committees and stuff, which I told you I brought that up yesterday with Tim Kirch. I'm kind of talking about that. I mean, he's like I said, but the thing about it is these guys are sometimes tougher than even the writers. So um, I think now that we're past this, though, the last thing I'll say on this before we go into um, other things, I think now that we've got the big names we've been waiting for, such as Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds, and they've gone past their eligibility. I think this is really when going forward, okay, going forward, I think this is really going to heighten these talks more about – it'll get louder for whether we're going to let these guys in or what we're going to do because we've gotten to the big the big sharks, the two that everybody's been waiting for, for us to get there. I mean, we've been counting these years down, and we're finally here, and I think this is when this – this discussion kind of gets bigger, goes on from years, because it's kind of overshadowed. The fact is, I mean, you got owners and players at odds right now in baseball. We do have a lockout. I mean, there are, you know, uh, games being threatened, you know, from the owners saying, hey, we'll cancel games. So that's a whole other thing. But I think this, going forward, since we got to Barry and Roger, is when these talks are really going to heat up over the years about this. What you got? You think uh-huh. it's going to heat up more than this point? Or, or do you think, because I would kind of assume that a precedent has been set that if – you 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 denied Bonds and Clemens for ten years. Then there's no way you let A Rod in. There's no way you let anybody. No, else I mean, with a whiff I I mean I mean more of people screaming louder, like hard, just saying like it's a travesty to have these two. We got the leader in Cy Young and the home run king that they're they didn't get in. I think people there was a glimmer of hope laying there to see. Okay, do they take this spike in percentage? Even though in this show we talked in the years that you could see in the last three or four years they were not going to get to that number. So we knew this was coming. But at the end of the day, after it really comes and it goes by and those two guys made it, yes, I think it gets more people questioning, like, yo, dude, we got to do something because of the way it goes on. Yes, it sets, like you're saying, it sets a message that if these dudes get in, damn sure A-Rod's not getting That's not what I'm Danny's talking about. That, but in. that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about, it brings it more of to a discussion of what are we going to do. We got to do something and make those people come to the light and have this a discussion because the two big dogs have passed on and they're not getting in, even though we knew it was coming. 1-800-707-9760. All right, before we move on, let's go to the phones here real quick. Let's go to Irving. Irving, you're on the sports crowd here on Ticket 760 and 1300 The Zone. What's up, Irving? Hey, how
2: you guys doing? I enjoy your show. Thank you. I have a question that's going to relate to hearts. I'm Mm -hmm. not a baseball fan per se, but I will watch it during the playoffs in the World Series. And I'm hearing a lot today talk about the Hall of Fame and who didn't get in and who's shut out. Is Am I to understand, hard that if you don't get in within that 10-year window, that means you can never be voted in? Or is it have to wait, say, for instance, if you die and you get in posthumously? <laughs> and I'll shut up and, um, and listen to your answer. Thank you. you
0: got Thanks, everyone. Thanks for the call. Arch.
1: So it goes to a special committee now. Now there's a, a veterans committee, kind of like what they do with football. And Golden Age Committee is some of the things that they talk about. And they try to meet in December. And they will try to figure out if they could get them in. So they will go to another level. But yesterday I got a chance to listen to Tim Kirchin as well. And mm. Tim Kirchin says some of those other committees are tougher than the, yeah. the baseball writers. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the, that's the part where I go back to what Ian Happ has said. If you've got 10 years in the major leagues and you got tenure, I think you should be able to go in there and vote. Because, again, a lot of these guys are your peers. Whether you like them or not, you've been in those locker rooms with them. You know what goes on behind those closed doors. And those are some of the things that I think that the, the sports writers, again, I keep saying this, and it kind of sounds like a broken record, I would like to challenge some of those sports writers about some of their off-the-field antics and what have they done and check their – like my man Calvin loves to say, I'm going to check that credit report, dog. I'm going to see what's going on with them. And I I, I really want to see that because if you're going to hold a grudge against someone that can do something you can't, Hmm. that's a problem. And you're going to judge them harshly because it's very, very difficult. And I respect – What writers do, because that's a special, special talent. My man Jonas has been writing and he's doing his thing. I worked with a guy before that that's where he was making his bones was his writing piece and his writing skill. But at the end of the day, your words and your harshness on how you're judging someone that we can see and can see how talented they are. And the numbers don't lie. He's a he's a seven time. Uh, All-Star. I mean, not an All-Star, but a Gold Glove winner as well. He won Silver Sluggers. He was an MVP. Seven-time MVP. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you start looking at these numbers and a seven-time Cy Young Award winner, those records are there. We ain't put an asterisk by their records. We ain't take them off. They're not there, right? You you, you Google search, home run leader, you're going to see Barry Bonds' name there. Yeah. So, in my biggest... Gripe of it all, and I know we're going to move on, but my biggest gripe of this all is if they were doing things that were so bad, why were they not punished during the season?
0: And not only that. Why were
1: they not, yeah, suspended for years or never allowed to play? You know why? Because those bleachers were filled. Major League Baseball was having fun. Everybody was digging the long ball, and they continued to show up. And now you're going to go over here and say, oh, he can't get in. No, he helped keep yeah. baseball alive.
0: That's true. That's true. And that's the reason why it's going to be interesting. What are they going to do? You know, it kind of brings it full circle when you say keep it alive. And I remember that time because you alluded to it yesterday. Yeah, they. it was – I don't care what was going on in the NBA, NFL, or whatever, baseball was leading sports center back then. And, and at that time, you didn't have as many outlets as you have now. There was no Fox Sports 1. There was none – you don't have – so it was still the four-letter network, the leading, the king, what you need to get your sports fix on a national level. And baseball was leading in every night during that chase when we talk about Mark so on social. Oh. But I think, you know, um, going forward, and it kind of puts it full circle, is like when you say this is what saved them last time coming off the strike. Well, we're in a strike right now. And if there's missed games, it's going to be interesting to me. What's going to save them this time? I mean, what, I mean to bring them back. Because I've always said, like, look, you know, baseball – and then, then I would say baseball, then the NBA, and then hockey. It's like in that order. and Well, I would say hockey, then baseball, the NBA, then baseball, in that order to where if it's a lockout, it's hard to recover from that because most fans are not going to care. They're going to leave. They're going to be pissed. They're going to leave. Football is kind of bulletproof when it comes to that because I told you all last week when we were talking about the updates on the lockout, football is, like I said, Congress will get involved and 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 Nevada, yep. the state of Nevada will get involved if there's ever threatened games to be missed in football. I don't think things, stranger things that happen. You never say never, but I doubt it anytime soon that we see work stoppage in football because there's too many people involved, too many people care. Of that baseball is going on a slippery slope this time around. With this lockout thing, especially where the economy's at, especially where we've gone through in the last two years in a pandemic, the lives lost, you want to talk about bad PR, don't get this settled, and don't allow pitchers and catches to report, and we start missing come March, April, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, because there ain't going to be no home run long to come save you now. It's going to be It's going to be tough. 1-800-707-9760. All right, so moving forward, as we know, we're a few days away getting ready. You know, today's those days that the teams put in their game plans and stuff, and we're coming up on the divisional i mean the championship round excuse me weekend um the thing that stood out to me and like i said a while ago they're trying to test my theory uh, speaking of the cincinnati Bengals, don't know which way i'm going in that in that direction yet let you know later this week but i do feel that when i watch jamar chase and burrow the thing that impresses me more than what they're doing on the field and that's why i say this team right here uh is a year ahead of schedule at least. But what amazes me is that Burrow and Jamar Chase, with the success they're having, they're even light years away of how they're dealing with the media. I mean, especially in the midst of a playoff run, Jamar Chase knows that, hey, man, I'm going to get some accolades, probably got Offensive Year, of the Year sewed up. Um, you know Chase I mean we, we know I mean Burrow we know what we're talking about them but when these guys get in front of a camera knowing that they're going to face Patrick Mahomes they played him a few weeks ago but I can just look at their face and their and their answers and their laser focus that they're not getting caught as rookies not Burrow but especially Jamar Chase as a rookie and as a second year player in Jamar Chase playing one of the hardest positions in sports they're not getting caught up in it and they're not getting caught up in the moment and their maturity I guess that's kind of what I'm saying has really impressed me with those two as you start meeting the media here getting ready for conference championship week and all that kind of stuff so just wanted to give them some love don't know which way I'm leaning on that and did you and you had Kansas City and the Rams hard. We have that on the record. You had that. So you still in live yep. possibly yep. to go ahead and get this to, still get, in then, line, then, bro. Then, then then call that one. That's a that's a good shot. I got one still landing. But you had buff. Who do you reason have to why, the why though? The reason
1: why though was because I you know, Kansas City coming back doing their thing. They got their linemen back. They started bringing people back. But the biggest thing for me was what we talked about with Jimmy Garoppolo. San Francisco was just in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So was the Rams. They just got a better quarterback than than G- golf. Yeah. yeah. And i i i had i had Stafford as an MVP because everybody kept saying, "Let's see what he looks like with a good offensive minded coach and a good team around him." Yeah. We almost got it. We almost saw it go away from us. Oh, sure
0: did. Sure did. Oh, McVay got, (laughs) got the wobbly boot, man. Started getting conservative, play not to lose. (laughs) It's an intriguing matchup for me with that, just because it's the NMC West. I mean, those two teams know each other a lot. Like we talked about it. The Rams have lost, uh, six straight to the 49ers. I think the defense, the way the defense of the 49ers played in that type of weather against Green Bay suffocating, it makes it very interesting into this matchup as well. When we get back, uh, We'll look at the uh, NBA schedule tonight. We'll touch on some other things before we get out of here. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new ZingZang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka.
1: Harbaugh Hards here. Let me tell you about the great folks over at Cover 3. Doug Young and Matt Dotson had a vision of creating a restaurant that you can have the ultimate date night, happy hour with coworkers, or just want to hang out with your friends while watching sports. They have great food like the Doug's Reuben, the best-selling Allendale salad, or my go-to, the Jerk Wings. They have chef specials that start on Thursdays and run through Sunday. The brunch is amazing over the weekend. Cover 3 is the place to be. Go to Cover-3.com for more details. i
0: all right, back here on the Sports Grind. Cala Casey, Mike Carr, Jonas Clark, producer Mr. for the 1 and 2s, 1-800-707-9760. And this segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail. That is Zing Zang. All right. Uh, you can keep in mind to go to your local liquor store where you can. they have all their pre-made, ready, alcohol-ready-made to made drinks. They come in different flavors. Or you can just stick to the mix and add your favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports All right. So uh, we kind of touched on I had my opinion about the whole, you know, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes situation. We talked about that. Gave you the idea. I mean, gave you the thoughts of the maturity that I'm seeing in Jamar Chase and and Burrow. I still don't know if it's enough for me to pick them, though, on Sunday, Um, you know, but they're definitely, I think, a year ahead of schedule. But that NFC championship game has a lot of stuff riding on the line on it. It really does. I mean, besides just the obvious the trip to the Super Bowl, um, you know, I think it's the – what the Rams did uh, to get Stafford, what they've kind of done to get Bon Miller, what they did to do other things. There's a lot riding on the line for Matthew Stafford and the fallout. Like, hey, we fall short. We've been there a couple years ago that. On the other side, the 49ers <laughs> – There's a lot riding on for Jimmy. I mean, in the organization of what you're going to mean. If you asked John Lynch, he would tell you these are the problems you want to have as a GM. They're hard, but these are problems that you want to have in regards to, you know, again, I put it more of the Kirk Cousins stuff. Jimmy bet on himself, and he might be beginning to cash in with somebody uh, but so it's going to be intriguing and, and again when you have a familiarity with a division opponent that kind of makes it tough but that defense that the 49ers played in Green Bay in that kind of weather very suffocating I told y'all last week on Thursday when we were breaking that down that the 49ers play you in a phone booth man they there's not too many teams that play like that they play you within we're going to hit this block we're going to push you off here to go then you add Debo that's going to make that matchup very intriguing. Um, but let's go back real quick, Harz, before we go to the phones, because I got a time to take in Sean Payton's press conference uh, for the most part. Yep. And um, I would say let's watch this and monitor this because something feels a little bit I mean, something feels a little bit off. I, I think it's one of those situations to where, you know, you, when you go up there, I mean, he says, hey, it's fun to not know what's next. I mean, I know Sean has guessed in before here and there on TV here and there. He brought that up. But th- there's, you know, because I'm bringing this back to Jerry. And I know Sean yesterday was like, hey, man, I call my agent and I read this. I'm on a part and say, hey, we heard anything from them? Just trying to play stupid. Like, no, man, I don't know what gun that gun come from. What are you talking about? I didn't see that, you know, yeah, put you in that first 48, uh, be like, Yeah, that room. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I wasn't there. This is where I was at. You sure you were here at the time of that? So, yeah. Say nothing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean Payton, yeah, Payton's up there coaching. I don't know, maybe in the future, but I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know, man. Hard might be on to something about this call because, again, I put it with what people do in desperation. And Jerry Jones, his age, what's going on, it's no telling. And he's already told us a 100 times, I'll do anything to win another Super Bowl. Hey, man. I, and again, you know, your point yesterday, RJ, you know, the Saints, year after Drew Brees, don't know who's going to take over. New Orleans, not in a – if you push the reset button, you might as well load up on assets as much as you can in regards to if, it, if you can flip Sean Payton into, you know, a one first-round pick or either a two or whatever like that. You know, you might see. And Why Kellen Moore. Are you? Oh, you're trying to send Kellen Moore out there? Because you're saying if Sean Payton comes, he has no use well, for Kellen Moore no more, huh? Right, right. Okay. Right. Okay.
1: And, well, you know, they keep saying he's the next up-and-coming up coach. Everyone's keep doing it. Dan Quinn, teaching them how to interview, doing all these things.
0: You and know, I think. That'll well, be part of the trade. Byron Leftwich, <clears throat> it looks like all reports, he was on his second interview with uh Jacksonville and from all reports think they're yeah. they're they're close to inking a deal. So I'm uh, you know, I'm happy for Byron left which he goes back to the team that drafted him. Uh, you know, nice story coming out of yep. Marshall College. Um, you know, hey, that brother you know, he didn't pay as much dues and maybe I know Eric B Eric B. Enemy you gotta be like, damn, what the hell that like man, this dude comes in and says, Hey, they, you know, pack my home, pack my home, but it ain't T B twelve. So so at the end of the day, I know B Enemy. So let me ask you, yeah. yeah,
1: let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So since we're talking about B enemy. Andy Reid, Super Bowl wins. Does he walk away and hand it
0: to Eric Bieniemy? Wow. Um, if Andy's you had, if, up if there, I got to answer, if, if right, if I I would part of me would say no, but if I would have to take, if you gave me some good odds and I had to pick, I would say maybe probably yes, a high likely because the off the field stuff with his son. And what? Remember the yes, stuff that Andy yes, Reid has yes. gone through, not just here in Kansas City, yes. but having a kid commit suicide back Philly. when he was a Philly. Yeah, He's had a lot, and and yeah. again, not to kill Andy Reid, and like I said, I'm I'm not a parent, even though I played step daddy a couple times in the last 10, 15 years. Can't claim on taxes though. But yeah, you know, I be like, hey, you want me? What about taxes? No, I can't do that. Where's daddy at? Okay, anyway. So so, so anyway, i grab a, father, a dog yeah, or something. Dog. So right. So I'm not a father yet, but I'm playing Stead daddy. Hey, I'm not questioning the read, but that sounds like a guy that's kind of not home. When you're not home and you're a wealthy family, kids start to mind. Mo- so with that factored, if he wins it, does he ride us and give it to Eric? Damn. Because you know what, Hart, that might be a that might be a deal already in place. That might be because you have right. some That's people think saying. out there that Eric B. Enemy, he just he's there because Andy Reeves, like, hey, don't touch. The whole way. He's gonna take over here. He's gonna do it. And if I'm Eric B. Enemy. I'll be playing the role too, like man. You want me to come in for the Rooney role? Okay, because I'd rather wait to get him number fifteen, Patrick, for the next eight nine years. So at least exactly. I know, exactly. I'll have my other job exactly. to go to once he retires. If I get with this, so damn, that's a good question. <laughs> I, if, if i had to answer, I said, there's a good chance of that because of the off the field stuff that Andy Reid's son has gone to in the last in the last couple of years. So, man, I didn't I didn't think about that. But uh, Brian Brian left yeah. though, yeah, yeah, that's shots to him. And again, that's why we didn't get into it yesterday. But Tom Brady in his podcast, Let's Go Podcast, with Jim Gray saying, hey, man, Giselle, you know, she don't like me getting hit and all that. I'm like, look, bro, those have been topics for the last four or five years. Yes, Giselle probably wants you home, but she knows this is what you have to do. Translation, Tom wants to know what is Tampa's front office, what is the most you can bring back for me to go and and, and, uh, compete? One is already down. He's lost his offensive coordinator. Does Tom want to deal with another offensive coordinator? That was all about what is Tampa going to do with I leave. I don't think he's going to look for another team. This would be like that. And that's why you hear from Gronk today saying, well, if you ask me now, if you force me to say now, I'm going to retire. So, in other words, we know Gronk ain't playing with anybody else. I just said, Tom, that was really more about what Tampa's going to do, man. But Giselle is, of course she wants you home. She didn't want you home four years ago, five years ago. That's what that's about. She
1: really doesn't like to see me get hit. God, Ugh. man.
0: I yeah, I'm mean, like, come on, on. man. Who,
1: who's 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 well, you playing football, dog? You've been playing football from the very beginning. Right. You've been getting hit all your life.
0: I, I, I agree. Me that. I agree. You're trying to give me that story. I agree. Yeah. Let's go to the phones here real quick. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you on the sports crowd here on Ticket Seven Sixty and Thirteen Hundred Zone? What's up, Mike?
2: Yeah, man. I, I want to get back to uh, Aaron Rodgers again because uh, a lot of people, you li- if you listen to the sports cast on ESPN fox and other people a lot of uh, plus in agreement people uh, uh Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is wild Is welcome man uh with his negative attitude uh like i said i heard one guy say uh on the radio i mean the radio last night and it was it was kind of funny uh, to say what he said. He said Aaron Rodgers he had everything going his way. He always talks about he wants the cold weather in Green Bay, and he lost to a California team in in, in zero degree weather. So he, you know, it, it just makes him look real real bad. You know, when he comes out can't even score a touch. Well, he did score a touchdown on the on the opening drive. But you know, this is two years in a row, and then he comes in his press conference and says he doesn't know if he want if he's coming back next year. If, if if Aaron Rodgers, if you want to play, you either want to play for Green Bay, or uh, you don't. If you don't want to play for him, let him bring in uh, uh, Jordan Love and let him start working this man out so he can learn the offense. They don't have time to play games with Aaron Rodgers for a whole other offseason. And I thank you for taking my call today.
0: Alright, Mike. Well, this is the deal. I, I, I kind of want to push back a little bit on your that I don't think Aaron has wore out his welcome with the fans and the front office of the coach because they know what's on the horizon for them if they do lose him. Uh, they'll go from the, uh, from the penthouse to the outhouse real quick. And and then a lot of people think I think it's unfair, but a lot of people think LaFleur would get exposed if Aaron leaves. Look, I this is the thing. Aaron came out with a little bit of a timeline, a hint of the timeline. He said, hey, before free agency, which is April, before draft, whatever, you want make the decision, whatever. A lot of this is going to tie into which is not amazing, shocking to me, in regards to Devontae Adams. Okay. I believe that Aaron and Devontae have it works to try to be a package deal. Whether it's a package deal to stay in Green Bay, and I think one of the things Aaron Rodgers, if he stays in Green Bay, I'm telling you one of the things that I believe that his demand is going to be is like you're going to pay Devonte Adams and you're not going to franchise tag him because the Green Bay Packers are in a situation where it's it's a tricky thing though, hard because if you if if Aaron's going to walk, he's going to want. Devontae Adams to be part. I mean, there's reports out there. I know Casey Robson message that, hey, you know, reports that Aaron and Devontae would have interested in playing in Denver and other places. But the situation that I look at it is that Aaron, Green Bay can't, Green Bay's going to try not to lose both of them. Like if Aaron's going to go, they're going to franchise tag Devontae Adams. But I believe, I'll put my name on it now, uh, Mike, since you called, Aaron Rodgers I don't believe is going anywhere. I think, Aaron, because what he's got left with his playoff record, his only one Super Bowl game, the only other thing he's got left to tack is his his legacy in regards to what means something to these guys of the Aarons of the world is also, can you finish your career with one team? And I believe that still means with him. Even if it's just one Super Bowl, I personally think he's not going anywhere. I don't think he's going anywhere.
1: Yeah, I don't think he is either. I don't think he is either. I think it's another way – a ploy trying to figure out something else and, and trying to like you said about Tom Brady what are you willing to do to keep this team together because we're so close
0: mm-hmm. but at
1: the end of the day man you're looking at it I understand it's all about the wins but it's also about the finish right and he hadn't finished no. regardless of who he he's been with so it just, it just changes the way you view a lot of this stuff because of the fact hey Aaron no matter who we got man we need to get you to the finish line, bro. Yeah. You're supposed to be the golden arm. You, well, you'd miss the MVP. I, in, again, no saying. MVP in the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Like I said, I never question. You know, I ain't trying to go all Skip Bayless and say the guy's overrated and stuff because that's garbage. But I do. All I want is though, and I think it's finally here. It's been late to the party, but it's finally here to where he will be getting questioned about a little bit of his failures. That one Super Bowl was a long time ago. It was Mike McCarthy and it was a top 10 defense and he hasn't done he hasn't got there yet and he's on and he's I don't care who they got at quarterback you you got to get over that 0 and 4 San Fran in the playoffs. I mean, because I don't know if San Fran really is going anywhere anytime soon in regards to not having to go through them in the playoffs. Another thing we'll touch on we didn't get to yesterday or a little bit is the, the Antonio Brown situation. He's doing a podcast. A- Antonio oh. Brown sending out some blimber. He's begging, man. He's thirsty. I mean, the, the whole, you know, hey, Lamar Jackson, man, let me give his flowers. Yeah, signal. Come give me, Lamar. Um, look. <laughs> Walking uh, around with a uniform, all yeah, that. I'm yeah, like, come yeah. on, man. Uh, well, My cousin play for them. My cousin play for them. You My know man. what I'm saying? Oh, Hollywood Brown. Um, yeah. I Hollywood. think it would take it, yeah. it would take a it would take a coach like Harbaugh. I think. I mean, I, you know, that's probably a good shot for him. But the question I have you heart is is Lamar Jackson mature enough now? Has he been enough in the league? And is he mature enough now to handle an Antonio Brown for seven, eighteen weeks?
1: Now, that's them Florida boys, dog. They're not the island boys, <laughs> but they them Florida boys. Right? You know what I'm saying? They down there. I'm sitting there thinking about this, and I saw this yesterday, a couple days ago, too, on that tweet, and I'm just trying to figure out, and I'm glad you said that about Harbaugh because it takes a special type of person to be able to handle that. But it also looks at and He's in the middle of trying to get an extension as well. Harbaugh is. They're right. negotiating with his extension. But I'm sitting here thinking – do you need that with that young team? You have a young yeah. nucleus of wide receivers. You have a young nucleus of, of players on that squad that he is very influential when it comes to it. And he don't want you got to make sure that you your team is under control and I don't know if he can keep that under control with Antonio Brown, man. If I'm Harbaugh, so to answer your question, yeah. I don't think it's—I don't think it has anything to do with Lamar. I think it has everything to do with Harbaugh. Brandon, I,
0: I agree. And if I'm Harbaugh, I'm calling Lamar in, saying, "Hey, Lamar, are you ready for this?" And I'll talk tomorrow. The next one I'm calling in is Brown, his cousin. Like, hey, can you control him? Well, can your side of the family control? Which one has the control on your side of the family? Can your – because if I bring his ass in here, you his cousin. Who got the joystick? Yeah, exactly. Is he going to do this to you? You blood. Can your ass control him before we sign off on it? Because that's – but I said Antonio Brown, which I didn't get a chance last night, but I know he was on Brian Gumbel's uh, Real Sports with his lawyer. I got to go back and look at that because I guess he's still on this whole legal kick, and I was done wrong, you know, by Tampa. But
1: He said that they told him they were going to pay him – $200,000 to act crazy. That's what he's the Tampa claiming. Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: Wow. Yeah. Really? That's what he's going it with? It better be. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's. that's uh, Mike's just. I somewhere. mean, come on, man. You know, and again, then that's gonna give like something crazy like that and people oh, there he goes, it's C T E. There it is, has to be. You say something like that, he's crazy exactly. and he's and he's already told us exactly. he's already told us that nothing's wrong with his mental health. But I mean, I didn't I gotta go watch that. But really, guess that's where you're going with? Yeah. I don't know. But I think I definitely I will tell you this though. Baltimore Ravens, considering what they're looking at with Cincinnati, Jamar Chase, Burrow, they will be considering that. They will kick the tires on that. I'll just tell you that for the record. What you got done mm. real quick? was really fast mm. on the record for A.B. It was $20,000 for him to receive mental 20. health care. Oh, twenty oh, two hundred thousand. I'm sorry, two hundred thousand dollars to receive mental health care. Yeah, healthcare. I was gonna say two hundred thousand. Okay, 000, not to bro. say not to say you're crazy. Yeah. Oh, okay, I got but you. But To receive help, I got you for mental. health. I illness. got you. All right, man, that's a wrap for the uh-huh. day. Special thanks to White uh, Cards, Jonas Clark, producer. Mr. Sandspin the one and two, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people of Tyler, people of the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, for hit the snooze button for you. Out the rack, just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See you tomorrow.